Welcome back to the Wizards of Amazon podcast, your weekly blueprint for explosive success. I'm Carlos Alvarez, full-time successful Amazon seller and organizer of the largest Amazon seller meetup group in the world. Let's do this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wizards of Amazon podcast, where we cover all things private label. My name is Carlos Alvarez, and I will be your host for this show. Today, I have a close personal friend of mine who's becoming part of my like very immediate inner circle. Like In Miami, we call it family. Uh, Alexis Leo, who I always mangle his name, so I just call him a Russo. And hopefully in this show, we're actually going to get into why that is. I'm sure in the introduction, we're going to get there. I was talking a little bit with Alexis right before the show and uh, actually looking at his office and talking around backgrounds. And part of what I wanted to get into and why I have Alexis on this show is is Mercado Libre and private label and, and how to make the two connect. And when it, when it comes to Mercado Libre, Ed Russo is my go-to guy for this. You're actually going to Colombia tomorrow. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I have a meeting with Mercado Libre um, tomorrow. And last week I was in Mexico as well, meeting with the Mercado Libre. All right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, at least it's not like in Seattle in a rainy place. Yeah. Like I go to for Amazon Vendor Central, right? You're going to Colombia. <laughs> but it's still in Bogota. In Bogota, it's um, a raining, <laughs> it's a rainy and a cold weather. You can't chase uh, the rain. I mean, normally Miami, we're both in Miami, but normally in Miami, it's everyone thinks sun and palm trees. I don't know what it's like there for you right now, but it looks like a tropical storm for me. Right, right. Today is raining, crazy raining. Yeah. So uh, before we get into anything, Libre or anything, I I feel. You're part of our the Amazon the Wizards of Amazon meetup group. You're not just a member. You're part of the leadership team. You do the you actually completely spearheaded the como vender en español, if you will, like Amazon selling in Spanish. So we started another meetup group, which was just for Spanish speakers, and you 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 completely organized that one. Uh, you also uh, with me, but mostly you're doing it and making it awesome. Is the Entrepreneurs Book Club? We do a lot of things together. So I know you're going to be on the show a lot, and I know you have a lot of value to share. Tell me about where you started. Where does everything kind of begin for you? And, and like, how do we get here? Like, how do you get on the show? How do we meet? Uh, how did you get into selling? All that stuff. Can you, can you let everybody listening know about you? Sure. So let me, let me start since, since the beginning. So I, I was born and raised in, in, in Latvia, which is a small country, part of the European Union. Uh, well, it used to be part of the Russian uh, Soviet Union. Now it's part of the European Union. It's a very small country. I came to Miami when I was 17. Um, I graduated from FIU, majoring in finance and, and real estate. But I always want to have my, my, my own business. So I start early. I opened my, my first business when I was uh, 18. Um, the business uh, didn't last long. For a few months, I had to close it. It was nice night called Expo Miami. But again, I didn't know anything about export or or why not? So I had to close the business. After that, I opened another one called uh, Business Financial Consulting because I was studying the finances. So I was um, thinking to basically giving people advice and, and, and how to create a business plan and open the corporation and why not? So I did that for two years. Um, it was it was okay. I was surviving. Um, but I always was very curious about the e-commerce. So I opened um, a website. I finally decided and, and partnered up with two of my friends, college friends. And we opened um, a website selling vitamins and uh, supplements all together. So we, we wanted to have like a one wellness stop, you know. So 
we did that for about eight months um very successful you know the the um, the sales were increasing 100 to 200 percent month over month but month over month month over month for the first for the first first year you know it's it's easier to increment and those uh percentage when you just start but uh we we saw very huge potential on amazon and um, marketplaces in general so we start selling on amazon ebay rakuten groupon now it's also walmart and jet so uh to diversify we start selling on all those platforms we um been selling now for over seven years we also now we want to diversify within the platforms in the united states we also were curious about going international so we um did some research uh we found out about the marketplace in asia which is the tabout the, the, one of the biggest one then a few in europe and then we came across the Leader, which is the south america the biggest south america uh, marketplace so right now we are in um i would say we have about 12 different, different companies um about six of them it's a private label we do some online arbitrage we have fulfillment center here but we also have a distribution company and we sell in a mercado Libre platforms in mexico in colombia and also in amazon mexico so those totals are about 12 companies and, and, and revenue to those 12 companies about 20, 20 million dollars. I mean, it goes up and down. Some years are, are better than the others. Sometimes we have to restructure ourselves because of the new laws or, or any, any new things on Amazon. So that'll be all. That's, that's where we are right now. And in the process, I got to, I found out about the group, the Witcher of Amazon group. Uh, for the, I, I've been there for past two years, I think, yeah. and um, it helped me tremendously because again, I was I've been selling on, on, on the marketplace on e-commerce in general about over almost seven years, and it was it was a lonely. I was a lonely wolf, you know. It's I mean, I had my business partners, but they they were uh, taking care of other parts of the business, but I'm the one who was taking care of of the e-commerce part. And um, it was it was very hard to get the information and who to ask. And now being part of this group, which of Amazon, is not only I have people where I can ask, but I also can answer to people who are trying to start um, the e-commerce. And it's basically back, you know, two ways um, information. And it's it helped me tremendously. Again, I, I'm very grateful for being part of this group, Carlos, and uh, and yeah, that will be. Well, I mean, we're, be we're, we're we're lucky to have you in the group. You're, <laughs> you're, you're like part of the the central nervous system of the group now. Uh, <laughs> the group we call wizards, and we call ourselves wizards of Amazon, but the actually it's on Meetup.com. Did we get introduced before you found it on Meetup.com, or did you find it on Meetup.com first? You know, I don't even know the answer to this. Honestly, who told me about the group is was one of our. Uh, team members in the, in the, in the company. Okay. She told me about the meetup group, and okay. uh, she never went, but she told me about it. Listen, there's there's an Amazon group, and and I was curious, and I just yeah. Just so went. The, meetup, the meetup group actually. Some people are like, look, I looked on Meetup, I couldn't find Wizards of Amazon. It's called South Florida 
FBA Amazon sellers on meetup.com. And out of Miami, Florida, we just call ourselves Wizards of Amazon as the nickname and it's, it's really stuck. But um, a, a few things, I, I jotted down some notes, some of this stuff I'm hearing for the first time myself on, on some of your origin story that you said, when you began selling on marketplaces uh, that you mentioned, did you start with your own private label product or was this reselling existing brands or, or what did that look like? Well, I, when I start, I would say it was the hardest way to start now, now that I know the other models to, to, to sell on, on, on any marketplace, but because um, you can use those models in any marketplace. I start wholesale. Uh, we basically were buying in bulk from, from distributors or directly from the brand um, and selling and selling an Amazon, you know, and uh, that's a very expensive way to start because a lot of those brands in our in our category uh, mostly the minimums are very high in order to basically sell on amazon and make some money and uh and yeah so that's that's the whole now currently i'm doing everything uh, i'm trying to go mostly private label because that's where everything is directing you know there's more and more tools of of basically for, for the brands. So there's going to be less and less people just reselling the products, buying and reselling. We're gonna, well, like I mean, Project Zero, the transparency program. And, exactly. And all that stuff. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad it's here. I wish it was here 12 years ago, but better late than nunca. Better late than never. Another question, you mentioned 20 million in gross sales. What percentage of that is Amazon? Amazon, I would say about 50%. 50%. Oh, that's a really yeah. good split. So 50% Amazon and 50% what? I have the other mostly is uh, export. We do a lot of export. So um, I would say other, so 50%, I would say about 40% export, and then the rest between. And then the export, this has to do with e commerce or? Mm, yes and no, because we have, because we have a distribution company, like I said, in, in, in Mexico and Colombia. So we sell to those companies and then we resell on the e-commerce directly to a consumer. But we also have a lot of clients in, in, in different countries like Argentina, um, uh, Paraguay. We also have in the Middle East. So those are um, a lot of that part, like I would say, in the that makes up yes. about 40% of that other 50% of the yes. about 10 million. So yeah. what that, that other 10% though, that's purely Mercado Libre. Yes. Okay. Wh walk me through that. How did you first start with Mercado Libre? What do you think it's too late for people to begin selling in Cado Libre? Mercado Libre, do you think private label sellers should explore it? Talk to me about that. So Mercado Libre, I would recommend to everybody and um, the the thing is, they are being since 1999, if I'm not mistaken, in South America. The only thing they're not bigger than they are, it's because South America itself is very behind on person buying online, you know. So they don't have the credit cards, bank accounts. So that's that, those are things that are very behind. But once that will be a norm, like here in the States, it's going to explode. You know, so right now they have about 200, uh, lost the, the, the latest stats, 267 million users in the South America. Oh, wow. 
I mean, it, they, they are everywhere. They are Argentina, Mexico, Ecuador, Colombia, Chile. But the biggest market for them, it's Brazil, Argentina, and Mexico. Those are the biggest. Okay. And, when, and when, when somebody goes to sell there, well, let me let you finish, but I'm trying to get at is when somebody goes to sell there, do you, do you just, you set up an account and automatically you have access to all, you know, Brazil, Argentina, and Mexico, or are you opening up separate accounts? Talk to me about that. You have to open different accounts for each for each market. It's not like you just open the account, now you select where you want to sell. No, it's it's basically you have to open a separate account in each country. Okay. That's one of the things. But it's, it's it's very easy to open the account. It's it's like eBay. Well, eBay. What do you need to open an account? Like let's let's say somebody in the US right now listening to this show has a private label product, either doing really well or they want to explore some other sales channels and get extra sales. And they've said, you know what? I want to sell in, in Mercado Libre, Brazil. Okay. There's markets that it's easier. In some markets, it's hard. So I, I don't know all the markets. I know some of them. So I can talk about Colombia and Mexico. I know a little bit about Argentina, Brazil, but let me go deep into the markets that I know. The Colombia, the problem with Colombia, that there is no, there's no uh, distribution center. So you have to have set up and you need to have uh, basically a warehouse with the employees that can ship the orders for you directly. And do you have, do you have a, someone that you work with or do you handle that yourself in Colombia? We handle that ourselves in Colombia. And do you guys provide it as a service as well or not? We haven't, but it's not a bad idea to do it. <laughs> so, basically, so basically after this, anybody listening to it that wanted to either get maybe some help getting connected with a third-party prep center over there, or, or actually maybe connect with you and work with you on that? Is that, is that something someone could reach out to you about? Yeah, sure, sure. Right. So the, the other challenge is, depends on the category you are. We sell in supplements. So for us, it's more complicated because we had to get special permits. The permits, let's say in Colombia, it's uh, in Bima. In Bima, it's costly and a lengthy process. Took us almost a year to get the permits for for no a little bit less like about six six months. In Mexico, it's the same thing because it's the supplements. If it would be a different category like plastic, home goods, garden goods, uh, why not? It will be much easier. Now in Mexico, they do have a fulfillment centers, just like Amazon FBA. You know, they have a, a Macau Libre centers. So you basically you can you can import to the to the mexico and send it directly to to the center and you don't have to have your own warehouse or employees or whatnot what about the setup though to start are they going to require you to have a business entity in mexico do you need to have an office in mexico if not how do they work out importation and taxes in our case because of the supplements we had to open the company because we need to get the permits and the permits need to be under the company uh, registered in the Mexico or in Colombia. Now, if you don't, ha- you don't have that issue with the special permits for your products, you don't need it. You open the account with the email, with your information, personal information, and that's it. it, it again, it's two different things. Mercado Libre don't require anything. You don't need to have a company. You don't need to. You just you can have. I mean, you you can, but you can just open the account under your name, just like. Amazon that allows you to open under your name, there's no problem, okay? But the law of the country, it can get more complicated, you know? It can require some sort of a, a permits for your products. 
Okay, that depends again, depends very on the category, and each person should do its own research on it. Where does Mercado Libre provide resources on how to how to navigate that and determine, you know, what product needs what, or where would you recommend somebody go to research that about their product? They do not. Uh, that that would be uh, lawyers or anybody who again depends on the category who is more specialized in the area. You know? Okay. So once somebody has a business entity or not, set up an account on Mercado Libre and they do a little bit of research on, you know, what specialized licensing or to sell in Mercado Libre, bring them on. Don't be shy. <laughs> For those of you listening, we're actually doing it on video as well. So Alexi's in his office and I guess a coworker or somebody was just coming in there. So what's the next step? You set up the account. You're completely set up on the Mercado Libre sign. You're selling a product that doesn't require any special licensing or anything like supplements and you're ready to start selling like what what does it look like like creating the listings the images how yes, to send to make all libres fulfillment centers it's just exactly like ebay if anybody know how ebay works you just create your own listing with your, your own descriptions with your own price there's no like a buy box or rotation of the sellers now mexico trying to implement that so that's something again everything changes from one day to another. So if, well, what are they trying to implement? They're trying to implement same thing as Amazon to have a buy box and rotation of the client of, of the of the so that there's a centralized product detail page and everyone's listing against it rather than eBay, which is very yes. You, know, you could have 50 product detail pages for the same product, just different listers. Correct. So right now it's just like eBay. Just create your own listing with your own uh, information. Now, maybe by the time you're going to start, somebody want to start selling, that might change. So I just don't want to uh, confuse people and make sure they, they understand that. No, 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 no. That's fine. Um, let's see what else. What 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 sh- do you think anyone should be concerned about getting into McCauley with or something like when you started and you ran into this problem and you wish you knew it ahead of time? The big challenge is currency volatility. Because of the economy not to, not stable in, in those countries, or or dollar getting too strong because of something going on with the with the United States economy, it's it's so volatile. Again, it can be changed from one day to another, ten percent, fifteen percent. So if you yeah, it's it's bad. So if you don't have good margins, and again in our case. We are uh, selling supplements, so a lot of products don't have big margins. So for us, it's a little bit challenging because of that. You know, we have to make sure that the pro- that we have a higher margins, and we have to make sure we stay on top of any changes, drastic changes of the of the currency, and do not transfer the money. Wait until you know it stables, and that can affect your cash flow as well because now you have to repurchase the mo- uh, the product. But you cannot because you're waiting your funds in the bank. So that's, I would say that would be big challenge for anybody who want to start selling. But let's, talk, let's talk about banking because that's actually a question I get a lot in the meetup group, which is, you know, I want to sell internationally. Kevin, Kevin Sanderson, he actually came down there and spoke twice on, on selling internationally in the United, from the United States, like Canada, Mexico, but on Amazon. And it seems to be a big sticking point for a lot of people is setting up the bank. Do you have to set up a bank account in Mexico to receive the funds or does it have, does it, it can it be in the U- a U.S. bank? Um, if it's a U.S. bank, how does that work? Talk to me about that. In our case, in both our cases, uh, we have the company established in the, in the country. 
So I'm not sure if anybody, I know Macau Pao, it's, it's kind of easy, just like PayPal. So Macau Pao is connect with the Macau lead. So there shouldn't be a problem for anybody to open their account with the U.S. account because it's connected with Macau. Right, but to, but to clarify, the reason you have the business set up with the business bank account is because you are selling supplements. And Correct. And it's required just to get ungated, if you will. Um, Correct. Macau Libre. But for somebody that does not, or if you don't know, that's fine. But like, does what, what would banking set up look like for them? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Again, with Macau Libre, I would say 99%, it's, it will be easy because it's Macau Pau. Okay. So it's just like PayPal. You just set up your U.S. account. Now, with the Amazon, in case of the Amazon, if you're going to, it depends how you're going to register. Because, again, one thing is uh, selling, global selling in Mexico, and the other thing, basically having the account in Mexico. Correct. Once you have the account in Mexico, you need to have the Mexican company. Correct. With you know what I mean? With the bank account and everything. So it's it's two different things. It's two different things. Okay. Apart from Macau Libre and, and, and everything you have going in there and your businesses right now, like what, what, what new or interesting do you have going on right now that you're working on in your businesses? Let me, let me give you one more thing about Macau Libre that any, anybody, anybody who's interested in selling and the private label people, the, the one that have their own brand, they have this program called uh, PPPI, which is like Project Zero, basically. So it gives you absolute control of your brand. So, you know, the big brands that we're representing, they had a lot of issue with their black market and, and fake products. And uh, we were, we clean everything with that tool. Everybody. How, how, do not, they, how do you get PPI? It's basically, if, if it's your own brand, it's much, much easier because you need to give your, uh, basically like a power of attorney. If it's not your brand, you need to get the power of attorney of the brand representing the brand. And if it's you, it's basically you need to fill out a contract and it goes directly to Argentina headquarters and they're the one who give you the permit. So that have a, that gives you control over any market. It's not like now, you, I mean, that gives you control of any market, Colombia, Argentina, Brazil. So once you have that PPI, you can sell in any, any, in any, country and you have absolute control or you can sell it to any distributor and if they violating the map price or they replicating your product or whatever you can have absolute control what's going on with the brand that sounds like a like a much better brand registry because yes you have to file for the brand registry in all these different countries but here you just file one time and it covers uh, every every country and how difficult is that is there a fee involved to get it for us, it was very difficult because we were representing the big brands. So it's a lot of red tape and back and forth with the lawyers and, and they didn't like what, what it says in the contract, the other people didn't like. So it was a lot of back and forth. But again, if you, you are the brand, it shouldn't be a problem. You just basically open the account, not even opening an account. You don't need to open the account. You need to just register to that a specific program. You know, you can, again, you can register the brand and you don't need to sell. You just have that register for free. It's, it doesn't cost you anything in case you want to sell in future and you already have that registration. And I can share the link if you want. And, and anybody who's listening would like to know the link, just can share it. Yeah, absolutely. If you can send me the link afterwards and we'll have it in the show notes of this episode. So, so. Again, it's, 
it's amazing, amazing tool. And, and any brand should have that because again, it gives you absolute control of what's going on with the brand in, in, in South America, you know, and if your brand is planning to go international, it's, it's, it's way to go. Definitely. 85% of my business is private label and 15% is wholesale. The wholesale side of it, we, we sell in Mercado Libre with some of that, but we've not, we've not introduced any of our private label products over there. So PPI is definitely something that I would be looking into uh, before doing that. And how long is the process? If it's your own brand, it shouldn't take you long. I would say month. Okay. Month. That's not bad. Because they might require some additional information. If there's there's no additional information, it should take no, no more than a week, you know. But there's always something, maybe a, right. a additional logo. You have to have you have to, you have to make sure you have a trademark registration, of course. Oh, in, in the country, uh, in which country? In, in the country, in the country that you're claiming the PPI. Okay, so if you're submitting it to Argentina, does that mean you need the PPI in Argentina? No, no. You okay. need to have the trademark in Argentina, registered trademark in Argentina. Okay, and that will, and then Mercado Libre will cover you even in Mexico and Brazil and everything like that because you have it in, in Argentina or they want you to also have the trademarks in the respective countries? You have to have a trademark in the respective country. Yes. Okay, so you yeah. can get the PPI, but it'll only be enforceable if you have tra- active registered trademarks in the countries that you want it enforced in, but they'll do the enforcement for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's huge. Yes. Yeah, yes. and they run the platform, so it doesn't get better than that. I wish Amazon yeah. stopped, something like that. I wish, I wish to. Uh, again, it was, I was amazing how easy this tool works and how basically, again, we our our main advantage of being in those markets right now is implementing our knowledge that we have we gain here in state and implementing in those countries because they are behind in many things. And, and that PPI program, they do, I mean, probably 90% of the people who are selling in, in Macau Libre don't know about it, okay? So we came in, we found out about the, the program, we enroll all the brands that we're representing, and we start cleaning the house. And, and we eliminate the ma- majority of the sellers because... Which immediately... Uh, leaves you as the only option to really be to be purchased from exactly we didn't want to eliminate the whole competition because it wouldn't be fair because it becomes like a monopoly and the only person you can buy from is us but we do want to make sure that whoever sells purchase from the uh, authorized source or they are the authorized source you know so we do all the um review and investigation and make sure and again, 90% or even more of sellers that were on the platform were not authorized or pro- we just didn't know where they were getting the products from. And they couldn't prove it where they were getting from. So they had to go. That's awesome. And the brand were the brand are very, very happy about this because they were trying to do something like this a long time ago because they knew what's going on. They just didn't know how to do it. Yeah, and, and, you're, and you're flying to Colombia tomorrow to see your Mercado Libre, I'm assuming, like vendor manager? He's a category manager He's a, uh, who's in charge of the whole category. The thing is, they've been changing the category person in Colombia and Mexico like almost every year. And now they changed the, the, the girl that I have. They changed to, to another guy. And I, I want to go and meet him in person. 
Oh yeah. I, 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 I go to Seattle to meet the vendor managers on the vendor central side of things. But if the turnover was one year on Amazon, I, I would be amazed here. It's, it's almost daily or weekly. Really? Um, oh, it's the turnover is, is really insane. You just, your, your, your vendor manager on, on the Amazon vendor central side is turned over half a dozen times, really no exaggeration, half a dozen times before you realize there was a change. Wow. You're still in the frustration stage. Like, man, why isn't so-and-so getting back with me? And, and then you find out you have a new vendor manager and then you're referring them to the previous manager. Like, Hey, talk to John. And they're like, who's John? <laughs> I see here that your vendor manager was Cindy for an example. And you're like, Cindy, who's Cindy? And it's like, it's just mass confusion. Wow. Like, yeah. Anytime you can definitely reach out to your category manager or anyone involved in your product, that's a huge plus. Plus it's in Columbia, not rainy Seattle or something, but yeah, <laughs> but again, it's in a rainy city as well. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before wrapping this up, I had two more questions for you. Um, one of them Go is ahead. like, what new or interesting do you have going on in your business right now? Like what's your number one priority in your business right now? Well, right now everything is a priority. <laughs> I think it's the most important one or, or the one that gets you most excited. I would say the China, the China thing. It's, it's very exciting. We've been monetizing and, and getting more and more involved in the China process. Which was, yeah. we, talk, we talked about it briefly, but you're talking about Tmall, right? Yes. yes. Selling, in, selling in Tmall in China. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to find out basically the point of contact or, or somebody who can, because it's very hard to understand, you know, the platform or, or a person in a, in a different country. And, and at least South America, we understand the language, but in China, it's, it's been very complicated. So we have a person to, to meet this trip that we're going and maybe, and maybe we, we're going to be lucky and we're going to start. Um, oh yeah. If you could definitely solve Timo, I'm getting you back on this show for sure. <laughs> you know, that Timo requires just a deposit. It doesn't mean anything if you're going to sell on that, just a deposit to start $20,000 in your account. Yeah. That's even better. It eliminates almost all of the, Oh, anybody <laughs> the race to the bottom the majority of people are like no i don't somebody that's just yeah. trying to like get something and then tank the price they're not going to get in there they need to make money you want to recoup your twenty thousand. so that's yes yes i love that yeah same thing with trade shows if i'm going to a trade show event i prefer going to paid trade shows than free ones just because not, not that there's anything wrong with free ones it just kind of sets the bar a little higher and it's, it's easier to work with the people that are there True. Um, True. go to a platform and you pay nothing and that's the kind of service you seem to get. You pay 20,000, <laughs> they better pick up the phone, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, that's very true. Very true. So Tmall, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. Last thing. And this is a question that I really want to ask everybody on the show is, uh, since I'm a big reader and I happen to know you're a big reader, um, what's your favorite book and why? I try to read as many as books as possible, probably about three to four books um, a month. But the book that really changed my way of thinking and, um, really catch my, my attention and, and, and I'm trying to implement everything that is in the book is Money Master the Game by, by the Tony Robbins. It's a huge book, but it gives you basically the whole concept of financial freedom. Okay. I've read that one. It's, it's, it's a great book. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I love yeah, it. Anybody it's, that hasn't read that, I highly suggest you read it. Yeah, very powerful. Another one that was the first book um that i ever read i mean i read books in the school but the one that is really get me involved in the business and and and, and break my i don't know rat race i would say 
Uh, it's uh, Poor Dad and Rich Dad. Oh, Rich Dad by, Poor Dad by Guy yes. Kawasaki. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a game changer right there. That book, my father who recommend me, he didn't want me to give me the book for free. He told me if I want to read it, I have to go and buy one. <laughs> because he read it and he told me I have to buy if I want to, because that way I will appreciate more and I will actually read it. So I, I was very curious and I went and I bought it and it's really changed my perspective also on, on, and how to spend money and how I should create passive income and whatnot. Oh yeah. I'm sure that's going to be a popular book amongst the most entrepreneurs we have on the show. That's a, that's at the top of the list. Um, yes. All right, Alex, thank you so much for your time. Um, safe travels to Colombia. And uh, I can't wait to see you at the meetup again. Can you let the listeners know like, what's a, a good, the best way to get in touch with you if they have any questions about Mercado Libre or they want to reach out to you about you know, potential prep center help at your center in Colombia? They can reach me through Instagram page. Um, they're going to have to put my name. It's a little hard to spell, but it's an A-L-E-K-S-E-J-S. With the last name, it's L-E-A-L. Or they also can just uh, reach me through WhatsApp at my phone number, 786-502-0634. Oh, you're the only other person I know that actually gives out their phone number on these things. <laughs> I think we're crazy for doing that, but that's awesome. To me, that, that shows a lot of... Uh, commitment. Yeah, a lot of, commitment, <laughs> a lot of sincerity in that. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I can't wait for this to air. Please send me that, that Instagram handle and everything so I can put it in the show notes so everybody can get it. And much love. Keep crushing it in your business, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you for having me. Definitely, man. Like what you heard and want to stay connected? Join our Facebook group or find me anywhere on social media at Wizards of Amazon or text the word Amazon to 69922. 